Alexa, I want to buy the Secret Room Podcast t-shirt. Did you want me to order the Secret Room Podcast t-shirt? Uh, yeah. That's right. The best podcast t-shirt ever. And it's available on Amazon Prime right now. Find it in five luscious colors in styles for men and women. Up your cool factor now by showing your affiliation with the coolest indie podcast on the planet. Go to Amazon.com and search for The Secret Room Podcast. Alexa, which color t-shirt do you like best? Infrared is super pretty. Uh, no. It's not really available in infrared. Yet. Maybe soon. The Secret Room Podcast is brought to you by Audible, purveyors of the largest audiobook collection anywhere. To get a free audiobook download and a complimentary 30-day membership courtesy of The Secret Room, head to audibletrial.com slash secretroom. The following is an at-will presentation. Hey, what's your secret? I bought $35 worth of forever stamps and then the price went down. Why, Why would you ever need $35 worth of no, 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 forever no. stamps? Why would you? I panicked because the price was going to go up and then the price went down. <laughs> okay, I say we go to Hillary's and get tacos. Love. Oh my God. Love. What we won't do for that little four-letter word. Way early on in this podcast, I interviewed a woman who just wants to be an imaginary girlfriend for men on the internet. Not for money, just for herself. That's episode nine. Then, my co-host Dahlia, who's off being a new mommy for the moment, interviewed a dashing Ashley Madison gentleman who didn't know he was seeking love in episode 10. That one took a surprising turn. And I talked to a woman in episode 13 titled Good Sister, who can't help but love the sister who steals from her and her mom over and over again. And in episode 18, Arson, A Love Story, I talked to a woman whose downright toxic husband burned down their house for the insurance money, but she loved him nonetheless right up to the end. I suppose I could go on, but you get it. It's that darn word. I submit this proof right here, right now, in the secret room, that there is so much that we would do for that little four-letter word. Today, we welcome Deborah, who's 51. She joins the pantheon of secret room guests who believe in love and will do what they have to do to secure it. I'm probably going to hell for what I did to hang on to my boyfriend. (laughs) This story, though, this one's about a teenage romance. Back in the day, 1983. This was my senior year. It wasn't her first crush. I had had several boyfriends, you know, pretty normal teenage upbringing. But there was one guy in particular. He was really special. Mm, This one stood out a little bit. (laughs) He did, yeah. Hi, Ben. Hey, Deborah. Hey. (laughs) You're listening to The Secret Room, a podcast about the stories no one ever tells. I'm Ben Ham. We're connecting over the internet, Deborah, right? Yes. Tell us where you are. I'm in South Carolina. So why did this one boyfriend make such an impression on you? I don't know exactly how to explain. I mean, he's very attractive, for one thing. He also just had a really big personality. We had a lot of other things in common. He's just a really, really fun, smart, good-looking guy. What kind of things did you have in common? (laughs) I'm afraid if I tell you those, it'll it'll give you a little too much information, though. So Okay, no worries. But suffice it to say, you went to school together, you spent a lot of time together. 
Well, I'll just say that we did study, especially English. Then we started studying just the two of us, and that's sort of when we became girlfriend and boyfriend. You said you were going to go to hell for what you did to hang on to your boyfriend, and we'll get to that. Uh, but tell me a little bit about him and, and where the trouble was. Well, he broke up with me, and part of the reason was that we did not have the same religious philosophy. His family was extremely devout. Everything they did in life, every single minute of every single day, was with the intent of working for God. His dad was a pastor, and his mom worked in the church, and really sweet and awesome family, but very different from mine. My family was full of liberal thinkers. There was no church going or any of that in my home. Breakups at any age can be devastating, but our hearts are so tender in high school. What did you do? So I decided to become a Christian in order to get back together with him. (laughs) Wow. So this was in South Carolina in the 1980s Bible Belt. You were not religious, but was there pressure to be? The more religious kids would oftentimes ask the kids that they knew to be not so religious, they'd ask them to come along to church with them or something like that. Did your parents take you to church at at all? I remember actually my mom took me to church when I was little. She took me and my sister. My sister just immediately from the very first minute she set foot hated it. And I liked it. And then she sent me to a Bible camp one summer and she said, I came home one day. She asked me what I'd learned and I said, I should fall down on my knees and beg God to forgive me. Beg God for mercy. (laughs) At that moment, she just decided that I'd had enough Bible training and she yanked me out of that summer camp. Tell me about the breakup. If you've ever had somebody dump you. Yes. (laughs) Which is a terrible thing to go through. It has happened to me. (laughs) You kind of sense that something's not quite right. Right. And that person is not being as open with you and not quite, you know, not something's not right. Something's not normal. And you just start to sense that. And, And I just sense that. I don't think he even really made it very clear to me what the problem was. He just decided that we needed to break up, that we weren't the right match. Do you remember his exact words? I just remember being heartbroken and, you know, not being able to eat and not being able to sleep and and, and somewhat confused. Yes, (laughs) somewhat confused uh, about the whole thing. When we talked about it more, it became clear that 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 was the big problem is that our religious differences were um, were a really, really big problem. And I, you know, I always, I still wonder if his parents had something to do with that, if they thought that I was not maybe the right girl for him. Wow. So so to this day, you feel his parents might have been behind the breakup since you weren't towing the line religiously. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. And he, you know, he had... He had great respect for his parents, and and I can see that being a possibility. So you were not ready to let him go? No, I wasn't. I had, you know, this background of going to church sporadically with my mom, and although I didn't really know anything about the Bible or church or Christianity, 
it was fun to go with mom and the music was always nice and the flowers were really pretty and <laughs> it was just, you know, a happy experience for me. As opposed to my sister who was was bored to the point of scratching her eyeballs out. So what did you do, Deborah? <laughs> you cooked up a plan. Well, I just told him that I would start going to church and that I wanted him to teach me about the Bible. Wow. And that he could he could be basically my spiritual leader and mm. guide me into the world of Christianity. Wow. And so that's what he did. And so to what end? I mean, you're going to church and whatnot, and was there a plan there? Or were you just making things up as you went along? I saw that he was really excited about this. So I got baptized. What? <laughs> baptized? I know. And you don't even believe. <laughs> oh my God. I know. <laughs> I know. And I invited my whole family, my mom and my dad and my sister, and, and I don't think I was feeling anything. So, so did your mom cry that she did not pull you out of Bible school fast enough? Um, she must have been so shocked. Yeah, she was. Nobody pulled me aside and says, are you sure you want to do this? They just let me do my thing. So you wanted to keep your boyfriend, but your turn to religion was a ruse. Yes. I mean, I guess at, at that point, it was kind of a ruse. And, and maybe I was just hoping that over time, if I continued, that maybe it would sink in. Maybe I would start to believe all of this. I guess on some unconscious level, you were hoping you could fool him. I guess so. <laughs> But did you fool yourself, too? Oh, I hadn't thought about that. So the relationships on life support at this point, <laughs> how long does this go on? So this goes on um, for, for several months. And then... And then senior year ended, and it was time to go to college. We, we stayed together for, for a while, uh, even though he was really far away. But I was surprised when Deborah told me she kept going to church, even at a new school, and the boyfriend was nowhere to be seen. If you're, if you're lying to him about your faith, why would you continue the charade when he's not even at the same school? I must have been lying to everybody. You know, there was my family who had watched me go through this, and I felt like, okay, well, now there's expectations. <laughs> and I stayed closer to home, so I was in more contact with his family, and there were other people kind of watching me. <laughs> But the distance took a toll. We both actually met new people that we liked and wanted to date. <laughs> so they broke up. Hey, it's happened before. People break up. It was friendly, but, but we didn't stay in contact or stay friends after that, really. Do you have any contact with him today? I do know that he is a, um, a pastor hmm. at a church. Well, that makes sense. I don't know where. But he did end up getting the degrees and, and all and going on to do that as his occupation. But then later, a chance meeting. I ran into him at the mall and we were friendly and cordial. There, you know, no hard feelings or anything like that. And still, after the breakup, after there was no more need to pretend to be Christian, Deborah could not free herself from this lie. Her former boyfriend, whom she liked so much she pretended to be Christian and even got baptized for, the former boyfriend who would become a man of the cloth, well, she saw him. And what did she say? I did kind of lead him to believe that I was still going to church and practicing my Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god, so even after everything was said and done. Yeah, and I don't know why I did that. I think I'm I was just generally a kind of a spineless teenager. No, I get it. I mean, what would be the point? You know, actually well, if you that's told true. him true. I mean, I, I, I there was that part of it that I didn't want to think to think he had wasted his efforts. But <laughs> right, that he had completely and utterly failed. Right, completely wasted his time. That's yeah, funny. And, but it also might but hurt his all, feelings too. It, it it could hurt his feelings, yeah. but you know, it's also you know, looking back on it, I really wish I I had more of what my sister has, where <laughs> where she can just be a little more honest with people about her feelings Um, which i have now but i think it would have served me well to have more ability to stand up for myself and be proud of who i am and what i believe and what i don't believe hey listen deborah i get the feeling you do that now (laughs) life is a journey of learning and you were a senior in high school you know (laughs) true i was a baby definitely a phase (laughs) in life when we're all learning doing dumb things right You might think that's where the story ends, but you know how they say that history repeats itself, that we're like our parents and stuff like that? My son actually went through something similar oh, really? in high school. Mm, like yes. a mother-like son? Maybe. I don't know. What happened? Well, he started going to church. He went on a summer vacation with this group and got baptized in the ocean. Wait, what? I could not believe this. This is going to be the same story, but just through your son's eyes, right? He's much smarter than I was at that age. (laughs) Do you think he might be doing it for a girl, much like someone else we know who might be seated right here in the secret room right now? I think it might have started that way, actually. (laughs) Yes, I do. And her parents did not approve of him because he was not baptized as a baby and raised in a church and had not gone to church his whole life. No matter what he did and said, he couldn't get them to accept him. And it was just devastating for him. You do see how remarkably similar his story is to yours. Yeah, I do. In fact, his is <laughs> his is an amplified version of yours. We should it be talking really to him. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing, the differences with him is that there was nothing secretive here. I see. He's well, just out there and open, and, and I was definitely hiding something. Yeah. I was definitely hiding something. Un- unless he's hiding it, you know. <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't, don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Okay, Ben, you can call him in like 20 <laughs> or 25 years, okay? Right, okay, good. <laughs> we'll do that in the very last episode of The Secret Room. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Deborah sent me a couple of pictures to share on social. One's a picture of the actual Bible she studied during her fake turn at religion. And the other, well, it's just a funny picture she took on vacation once of a snowman. And I'll just say it loosely relates to the story. And Deborah wanted to share it with all of you, the Secret Room Army. See them now on Facebook.com slash Secret Room Pod. Days later, after Deborah and I finished our conversation, I kicked myself because an obvious question that I had forgotten to ask occurred to me. So I grabbed my cell and I texted. Debra, it's Ben. Interview sounds great, but I forgot to ask. Do you have any regret for the lie you told your boyfriend? And she answered, not really. I was young and I think youth makes us try too hard sometimes to fit in or make people like us. Or maybe it just makes us selfish. I don't know. That was an honest answer and I thanked her for it. And in the larger scheme of things, was it really a big deal? I suppose lying about your religion could be a thing, but she was young and learning, and why fess up later? What good would it have done? 
Be sure to come back for the series finale in 20 or 25 years. That show is reserved for Deborah's son. It's going to be a hell of a sequel. I can feel it. But if you don't want to wait that long for more Secret Room, oh boy, do we have a mind-bending show in store for you next time. The fact that I knew that I could go just like get it and walk out of this store holding it in my hand legally, I just ended up going back and back to get more and more. Inside my own apartment, it kind of became like my own personal hell. There's many nights that I spent crawling across my floor trying to hide from the shadows, thinking that people were looking in my windows. That's Chris, and he's going to tell us his sideways story about being addicted to one of the craziest drugs out there, bath salts. It's bad, heavy stuff. And yeah, it made Chris do some crazy shit. That's next time on your favorite little indie podcast that could, The Secret Room. If Deborah sounded a little familiar, it's because you heard her recently talk with Marie about the vagina secret they share. If you missed Deborah's other very personal reveal, rewind to the second half of episode 36. It's called Virginish 2. It wasn't too long ago, and it's probably on your phone right now. Deborah, thank you for sharing your story in the secret room. It's finally off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> you going to stick around for the credits, Deborah? It's super fun. Sure. Okay, here, try this. Say that now? Okay. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. And we had production help from Margie Cook. Follow us on Twitter at Secret Room at Pod. Is that, that wasn't it, right? Close. At Secret Room something? Secret it's Room? at Secret Room Pod. Secret Room Pod. Follow us on Twitter at Secret Room Pod. Perfection. Everyone has trouble with that. I wonder if we need a new Twitter handle. Anyway, all secrets are welcome via various means. Discover how to submit them at secretroompodcast.com. Hint, there's email, there's voicemail, there's Twitter, etc. And here's a podcast standard pitch. Leave us a review. Five stars on iTunes. Talk about us. Blog about us. Spread the word any way you can. One cool way might just be to wear one of those secret room tees everyone has. They're available on Amazon Prime. Just search for The Secret Room Podcast on Amazon. They'll get it right out to you in your favorite color. That's going to wrap it up for today. You're listening to The Secret Room. I'm Ben Ham. Pod on. Pod on. That was really fun. Yeah, it was. All right, you take care. Bye. Okay, bye.